0: Finally, we got Matt Field here in the Freak Nation just wrapping up Fuel Fest in Phoenix, which, again, is about a freaking 9-iron from our Phoenix studio. And Matt, uh, talking to you before we went live, you were talking about all these freaking uh, ride-alongs that you provide these people at these Fuel Fest events. What? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we we did over 50 ride-alongs. We did 50 ride-alongs that were basically people signed up and got in line. And I was feeling bad because these people were waiting in line so long. I was feeling so bad that I was like, should I get out of the car and use the bathroom and get some water? Or do I just keep going? And I look at the line. And I'm like, I'll just keep going. There's too many people. So I was in re- literally in the car from 1pm till like 730 or 8pm driving nonstop and only getting out of the car basically for one interview uh, that we had like on the live stage and just to change tires, help my crew guy change the tires. Other than that, drive, drive, drive. But I mean, it's it's a rare opportunity for people to be able to get a ride along in in a drift car, and mm-hmm. I was very much enjoying it. You know, so much I was driving extra hard because I was having a good time.
0: Freak Nation, Matt Field, drift superstar joining us here in the Freak Nation, and something that we talked about at PRI. And I'm sorry I got to hammer you on it again. Uh, second place, two years in a row, my friend. But let, so let's, yep. <laughs> let, let's 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 rehash what was going on. At the house that Drift built in Irwindale in that championship race, where you come in as a points leader this year feeling so damn good. And what happened? Mm.
1: The heavens opened up, the rain hit the track, and I hit the wall. That's pretty much <laughs> pretty much mm. the story of Irwindale. But man, we were pretty much in the championship, kind of on and off, but for the majority of the year. We were consistently getting into the final four. Um, Utah had a little bit of a slip-up where somebody slowed down like a lot in front of me. And I came through the smoke. It was hard to see. And I ran into them and kind of that bad luck continued into Irwindale where we were feeling good. We qualified great. Um, Our first battle was no problem. We move on to the top 16 and during that break it started dumping. And of course, then it stops raining. So then the, the conditions get worse from, I'm sure from any motorsports point of view, you either want it to be fully wet or fully dry this whole in-between thing is not what you're looking for. And that's exactly where it was. And unfortunately, I overestimated the amount of grip and I took a little bit of a risk and that risk bit me. So we got to remember, drifting is literally a game of inches. And I might've just gotten a little too little too greedy by a couple of inches.
2: Matt Field, second in Formula D points two years in a row. Matt, you were bumping around uh, learning how to Drift, which is not an easy thing to do, and then you got in this Corvette, and suddenly you <laughs> went to the front of the line. What about the Corvette? You're the only one that's been able to make the Corvette
1: work successfully. It seems. So I think it was a kind of a coming of age for me, right? Um, the Corvette definitely, I I like driving it more than any other car that I've drifted so far. But it, it didn't come easy when I first started driving that car. It was a ton of development. I'm very fortunate that I have partners like part shop max that are fully dedicated to any kind of chassis that I want to adopt. And we probably have been on our sixth iteration of like the knuckles, the uprights, right? Which are, which are very important in drifting. Cause it's all about steering angle and grip. And once we kind of found a, a, a place where I was happy with the car, then I could start focusing on myself and especially a young driver, right? I I've, I've been doing this a while, but I still feel like I'm learning every single day and once I got the car to a, part, a place that I was like, all right, this is a capable car. I can win in this car. I can, I can, be, I can predict what the car is going to do. Then I turned it around and started focusing on myself. How, how can I improve my mental game? How can I pre- improve my physical game? How can I improve my eating habits and, and all of that? So I really feel like the Corvette made me realize, all right, Matt, the car is where it needs to be. Now it's your turn.
2: Wow. Wait a minute. You dropped in eating habits there. What, 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 are, what are the eating habits that, ha- what does that have to do with a drift round? that <laughs> might take, What 12, 15 seconds, 30 seconds tops to get through the whole thing.
1: So this is the way that I look at uh, just motorsport in general, right? Everything needs to be perfect in order to win. You even need a little bit of luck, right? Doesn't matter how, how amazing of a driver you are! How amazing of a car team! Anything you also need a little bit of luck. So what I was trying to do with diet and mental game and working out and all of that is trying to be the best me that I can possibly be. And yeah, maybe for the 12 seconds that I'm sitting in the car, my nutrition may or may not come into play for that that 12 seconds, right? But you got to remember, a lot of times we're in Orlando, Florida. It's 112 degrees outside. It's probably 135 degrees in the car. We're sitting in line. Just stewing in our own sweat. And then they're like, all right, you guys ready after you've been sitting in the car for 25, 30 minutes? All right, now go be the best you you've ever been, ever, and go try to win this battle against a guy who's also trying to be the best him ever. So I took it as, all right, is he doing this? Is he waking up at 6 a.m.? Is he going to the gym? Is he eating his vegetables? Is he trying to get like the, the right intake and the right balance and and play the right mental game? Like Cause if he's not, I'm going to, and if I'm the only one who's doing it, maybe that will make me one step above the rest. So again, it's just about being the best me that I can possibly be.
2: Wow. Wow. That's I'm, I'm amazed um, people, you know, I've long since forgotten the issues that uh, drivers aren't athletes, but uh, you're describing an athletic regimen, getting ready for an athletic event and uh, drifting is I guess drifting's like any other motorsport. You have to be on top of your game mentally and physically in order to have success. That's what you just described.
1: Man, I look at some of those formula one drivers and they're the fittest people in the world. Obviously they're, they're small, but they're small because they have to be small. Right. And I, I took a lot away from them. I I think that there's so much to learn in the ways of what formula one drivers are doing because they don't have anything to do with the car or anything to do with the team. Right. All they're doing is trying to be the best them. So I'm taking a, a little bit from them, a little bit from them, and trying to figure out my own way at the same time. So,
2: Kenny, let me ask one more thing here. You've been second two years in a row. You're as close. This year you were smelling championship. What's it going to take? Eat another bro- sprout of broccoli or <laughs> Get ready to go to
1: number one next year? You know, if that's what it takes, I'll eat a fifty-five gallon drum of broccoli. You know, I'll 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 do it. I'll go above and beyond, and I'll do it ten times over. Um, I think doing a perfect example, doing events like Fuel Fest, and I'm doing another little demo called Sonoma Drift Winter Jam, where it's just having fun driving with your buddies. I need to I need to have fun again with drifting. And don't get me wrong, when you're winning, that's the most fun, right? But I need to remember why did i get into the sport because i had the most fun drifting i had more fun doing drifting than i did doing anything else and that's why it consumed my life and you know i've been i've been drifting for like 17 years now which is crazy um so i want to try to bring the fun back to drifting and don't get me wrong the last 2 years i've had a blast i have a good time you know like after the race me and the boys crack a beer we ride pit bikes around i try to take the nerve off you know the little edge of nerves off by enjoying it but I also want to drive a little bit more not at formula drift and make sure that I have fun doing it. And then one more thing that I really want to do. because so I, I go to the gym every day, five to six days a week, but I want to try to do something like boxing. I, I've never done any type of like fighting and, and I don't want to be a next MMA fighter or anything like that. I just feel like I already push myself 10 out of 10 every day that I go to the gym. So I want to try to add something else on. That's more for like a, a reaction time, a little bit more, Methodical, because you know when you go to the gym, you're literally just work, work till you die, work till you fall over, basically. But your your brain's almost off. I want to try to keep my brain on, activate my brain, and you know have a little bit of consequence, but all all the same time get a big sweat going. And I don't know if it's going to do anything better, but I don't want to do the same thing I did the last two years. That's for sure.
0: So Matt Field, again one of your front runners in Formula D, joining us here in the Freak Nation Lucas Oil Studio. Speaking of flying those Lucas Oil colors, uh, second place two years in a row and I hate to keep reminding you about that. And Statman was getting some insight on really what you plan to do for 2023. One of the things we talked about earlier at PRI was the different tracks and how, again, Irwindale is Irwindale. It's, it, it's, as they say, it's the house that drift belt, but there's something special about long beach as a fan watching the car come and watching it go versus Irwindale speedway, where you can see the entire track as a driver. Uh, I I imagine that's got to be kind of thrilling when you come into that turn and you see the crowd and all of a sudden they're gone versus Irwindale, right?
1: Man, they could not be two different beasts. Could not be any different. Um, Long Beach is like, that's where you put your big boy pants on. That really separates the men from the boys is, you know, they say, because it's all about commitment. Um, You're going into a blind corner and you are going as fast as you possibly can. And when you initiate, you are still like two seconds away from seeing the exit of that first corner. And of course, what do you need to do? Put your bumper on the wall. And you're like, all right, I, d- I check, check the box. We did that one. Now what's next? Put your bumper on the other wall. And you're like, all right, I can do that. And then you're like, all right, where is that third wall? And you're like, it's way back there. I can't really see it. I'm gonna be doing it like 80 miles an hour by the time I get there. And, You can't pull the handbrake, you've got to just throttle out of it. And basically how how you make the Long Beach track work and how you do well there is you're going to crash. You're 100% going to crash and then you step on the throttle and it pulls you out of it. And just like that level of commitment, Um, I I really think that it rewards aggression, commitment and risk taking. And for me, I'm I'm all about uh, calculated risks, right? I I will only drive as hard as I need to, to either try to do the best qualifying run that I can, or try to win that battle. But when you go to long beach, every single lap needs to be 10 out of 10, because if you take it easy a little bit here, that's where the focus drops and you could wind up in the wall and end your weekend. So for me, um, I like the city, I like the surrounding, I like smelling the ocean and seeing seagulls while I close the lid to my helmet, pull my car into gear and go burn off a set of tires. It's pretty wild.
0: How much practice do Formula D drivers get at these tracks?
1: So for instance, Long Beach, since we're talking Long Beach, mm-hmm. we arrive on Friday, or sorry, we cars go on track on Friday. We have like two hours of practice, two and a half hours, and then it's time to qualify. So Long Beach is a perfect example of you don't get good at Long Beach unless you've been going for a couple of years. And that's why when I feel so bad for these rookies because they don't have any practice on it. and. Long Beach is one of those places like doesn't matter how rich you are, how important you are, you can't go rent that track. (laughs) You can't say, all right, city of Long Beach, close this down for me. I'm going to do a couple of laps here because I feel like like, doesn't matter who you are. The only way that you can do it is if you're racing the Grand Prix or you're doing Formula Drift. And that's why I think that place is special because there's a very limited amount of human beings in this whole world that have ever put a tire on the streets of Long Beach.
2: You really have to commit yourself, like you said, Uh, to some of these places because it's the only motorsport that's judged and the judging is crazy and you have to, the judges have to know a little bit about you in order to give you the great scores that you need to finish on the podium or win a championship.
1: Man, I'm a firm believer in, I mean, the judges are people, right? And it's human nature. I have this new outlook. It's been in the last couple of years that, i don't pull my car out of the trailer and do a lap unless i'm fully ready to commit to it meaning i don't want to do kind of a low quality lap because the judges are always watching or maybe they're not always watching but you don't want them to be watching at a time where you're taking it easy or you're making these big bonehead mistakes because you're not committing because then they kind of get that in their head right they're like oh this guy is this is where they're at in comparison to the other guys
0: matt field flying those lucas oil colors again one of your formula D superstars here in the freak nation, buddy. Thanks for taking time. I don't know. You're about to hit the road again to catch on the big bird, but it's good to meet you at PRI and good to get you back in the freak nation, man,
1: man. When you guys asked me to come by the Lucas oil booth at PRI and be on Mav TV, you have no idea. This is like a dream of mine. I grew (laughs) up, I grew up watching Mav TV and speed TV and, and seeing how involved in all different motorsports you guys are. And I've been working with Lucas oil for a long time now, you know, and it first started off with, here's a a couple of cases of oil. Good luck, Matt, you know, and and now it comes to the point where I'm creating content and speaking with you guys and being on the show and it's incredibly important to me. And, and I appreciate it so much because at the end of the day, I, I was just some little punk drift kid who found his own way. And now I'm here with you guys. So I can't thank you guys enough. I can't thank Lucas oil enough.
0: Awesome. Matt, happy holidays, buddy.
1: You guys too. Talk to you soon.